podcasts have a problem. Think about it. How many podcasts did you start and abandon before you found this one? Every article that promises podcasting's greatest hits features the same 10 shows everyone's already heard of. And the podcast app that you're playing this on, they're recommending the same podcast to you that they are to your high school gym teacher. Heard FM, a personalized podcast app, believes you deserve a unique podcast experience with recommendations tailored to your interests. Because when you recommend the same thing to everyone, you're not giving anyone the attention they deserve. When you download the app, you'll set up your interest profile. And every Monday, you'll receive a new batch of podcasts that are made just for you. So stop looking for podcasts. Herd FM already found them for you. Download Herd FM on iOS and Android now. Hey everyone, I'm Alexandra Tandon, creator of All In My Head. Recently, I appeared on You Are What You Love, a podcast where guests are interviewed about the piece of media that has had the most impact on them. I discussed the 90s TV show Charmed and how the series impacted my taste in narrative and my idea of what being a strong woman means, as well as some of my favorite story and character moments. The interview gives a glimpse into my background as a creator and what I really enjoy in storytelling, and a bit of why I started telling stories myself. The first half of the interview will play next, and the full interview is available now. You can find the full conversation by searching for You Are What You Love wherever you are listening to this podcast now. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to You Are What You Love. I am your host, Marissa Tandon, and my guest today is a writer, director, and my built-in best friend, Alexandra Tandon. Please welcome my little sister to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) I don't know what to say. People usually say, thank you for having me, or... Thank it's you such for a pleasure to be in here. the home that we share together. Anytime. I was already here. <laughs> and now I'm in a different location of the home that we share together. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here. And I'm excited, excited that you wanted to be to on be the here. podcast. <laughs> there we go. Well, what are we talking about today? What is the piece of media that was so formative to you? Today we are talking about the TV show Charmed, the 1998 version not the 2010s whatever version or actually I think it was in the 2020s I don't know that, that goes to show you which one we're talking about the CW reboot is what yeah. you're thinking about not that one I not that, that one. one the original charmed yes the OG charmed um I love charmed but I think I've watched most of it out of order while you were watching charmed that is probably true <laughs> feels like I've caught like sort of glimpses and mm-hmm. then every once in a while I'm like Oh, like I think I think the timeline for me is very off of of what actually happens in Charmed because it's usually like you're watching it. So I'll sit down and watch a couple of episodes with you. Yeah, I think that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for people listening who have never heard of or seen Charmed, what is your quick under a minute spoiler free explanation of Charmed, the TV show? Mm, OK, um, well, I guess Charmed is a TV show um, about three sisters who start in kind of an estranged way and find out after the death of their grandmother that they are in fact witches and they gain their witch powers and they have to work together to fight a bunch of demons and stuff and they become closer as sisters and as witches as time goes on. I think that's a pretty good description of the show. It was pretty concise. Thank you. I liked that. Yeah. Well, I... Actually, as we go through this, the thing that's funny about this is even though all this would have happened directly under my nose, some of these questions I don't know the answers to. When is the first time that you encountered Charmed? It's kind of hard for me to actually remember, like, definitely the first time because I've rewatched the show so many times. But I think 
I was probably in like late middle school or early high school when I first encountered Charmed. And I know it was because it was back when we still had cable. Mm. Um, and I would watch um, Law and Order SVU a lot. And it would come on right after. So they would have like long runs of Law and Order and then like a couple of runs of Charmed Oh, like it was like the, you know, back when television did that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then I used to watch that because it would be in the time in the time of day where there's like nothing on TV Mm. uh, except for Law and Order for whatever reason. And then like the Food Network. So I would like switch back and forth between Law and Order, the Food Network and the Science Channel Um, and, you know wide variety of things I was interested in clearly um and so then yeah of course (laughs) deep from an onion so many layers but um after Law and Order would be off Charmed would come on and then I think I watched a couple of episodes out of order or I caught like the end of an episode at some point and then I was like hmm what is this about and then Netflix had already started streaming by then and um I it happened to be on Netflix so then I just watched it all the way through so, but there are, I think, eight seasons of Charm. So it obviously took me some time. So, to get through it, yeah. Yeah. So it was like in my middle and early high school years. So you were watching a lot of Law and Order SVU, which is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> don't I ask because I really don't know. <laughs> I honestly feel like everybody had that phase, though. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't know the core cast of Law & Order SVU. It's just always on, I think is why. And like, you know, you go to a hotel. What can you you always find on TV? Some version of Law & Order, which is usually Law & Order SVU or the Food Network. And it's like, there is only so much Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives that I can watch (laughs) until I need to watch something else. And I love Guy Fieri, but sometimes you need a little switch up. I and then about also, you, but I actually do think I could watch Guy Fieri nonstop. Well, also sometimes Guy Fieri leaves, and then it's like the 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 little. I prefer the competition shows. Mm. So then they have the little like I'm making this for my girlfriends who are about to come over shows, mm. where it's just, like you know like the Barefoot Contessa, which yeah. like not including her because I could always watch the Barefoot Contessa, <laughs> um, but the other ones that came after her not they don't pull me in in the same way and then your choices are usually like ridiculousness on mtv mm-hmm. because that plays for ten thousand years or law and order so do you have something against rob deerdeck no actually i watched <laughs> a lot of ridiculousness in my young years but the fact is most of the episodes i've seen already so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fair i um i do think a lot about like the fact that Law and Order SVU is like a touch point culturally for everyone. Yeah. And when you want to talk about like strong female characters. Yeah. And also, you know, the other thing that really, really, I would like someone to make a Law and Order investigation about Detective Stabler's home life. Every oh, yeah, episode, they mess. reveal something new and a new child, and he just has so much going on. Yeah. I, I hope he's doing all right. I don't think he is. <laughs> he left the show and then came back. But I don't know what's going on now because I actually haven't watched Law and Order SVU in a long time. Fair enough. Yeah. I will say something that you touched on that we have talked a little bit about on this show before is sort of like the changing landscape of how you find television shows. Mm. And so it's interesting because you're talking about a moment in time where like streaming was very young, but it Mm -hmm. was old enough that you were able to see something 
on a TV show, on TV, like on a rerun and then go and find it. Yeah. I think definitely the only streaming service that we had at that point was Netflix. I don't know. I th- I think like Hulu was around, but like we personally didn't invest in Hulu at that time. I think Hulu was actually free at that point. Mm. So Hulu I don't think we, out- I don't remember ever using Hulu back then. I remember because I had part of the reason we didn't get Hulu for a long time is because as a teenager, I was morally upset um, against the way that they changed their business model because, <laughs> because Hulu originally was free TV with commercials. Right. And so you could just watch stuff that you missed on TV. You could mm-hmm. watch it on Hulu, which was great because you missed things all the time because you had a life. Right. And so you could just watch TV for free on the internet and you just had to watch commercials. The same way you had to watch TV on the television with commercials. And it was great. <laughs> okay. And then they were like, just kidding. Now you have to pay me money. And I was like, look, that is not what this was. Used to, Hulu used to be the whole point was Hulu. It's free TV. It's not well, free. Then that probably explains why I didn't use Hulu. <laughs> if you got mad at it, I was just like, okay, whatever, support. Well, and then at I the only time, watch Netflix. I, <laughs> at the time, I think Hulu was still free, but I'd have to, I, someone would have to fact check that for me. Well, this was pro- like between... 2012 and 2014 is when I started watching Charmed. Gotcha. Obviously, I wasn't watching it when it was airing because it aired in 98 and I was born in 99. So very fair. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think it's cool, though, because I think some of the other shows we've talked about, um, like on our episode where we talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mm -hmm. Gabrielle talked about how he had to sort of watch everything out of order because there was no way to catch up. Oh. Um, So you just had to like watch whatever came on on and like hope that you could figure it out or acquire that's how i used to watch hannah montana exactly well yeah so i think it's interesting because it's like you could you apparently were able to watch enough out of context that you were interested to go back to the story yeah like law and order svu for example you can always watch it out of context yeah but you found a show that that you then were able to very simply go and find which is not always the case yeah well I think actually what the one that sticks out to me that I remember seeing like and I know it was the end of an episode that I had seen and then they started playing something else and I was like hmm um and I didn't know what was going on it was actually the episode where Phoebe tells her sisters that she killed Cole when she actually didn't Mm. so I just remember watching that scene of all three of them and they're like in the mausoleum and there's this um like piece of the like concrete flooring that's like blown open and like smoking and then she's like he killed I can't remember what the name of the other person was that was there there was like another demon there and she's like he killed him and then her sisters are like you did what and you did what you had to do and then they like end Oh, so you actually like caught so, a cliffhanger moment. Yeah, and I'm I think maybe that's what made me want to go and watch it because I was like what's going on like it was uh, and I think that's that was multiple seasons in by that point yeah and that would have been like Charmed is like you said it came out in 98 so Mm -hmm. it has the late 90s style of yeah I think that also probably drew me in (laughs) you're like what's going on here it's like everybody's so pretty and grainy for some reason but (laughs) I'm very interested to find out more yeah, it's interesting because like the way you're describing catching it is sort of the way I remember watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm, yeah. You know, where it's like you caught the episodes that were on and yeah. you're able to watch it. But Charmed has a pretty like a pretty steady storyline that you need to watch the whole thing to understand, right? Yeah, I would say like 
if you picked up and I mean, it definitely depends on like what season you found yourself in. If you picked up an episode of it, you could eventually kind of find your way, especially in like the earlier seasons, Mm -hmm. like seasons one through three. If you picked up an episode of Charm, you're like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but you could probably figure it out. I think as it goes on past season three, because um, Prue gets replaced and everything like that. Um, and the storylines get more entwined with, like, their personal lives and things that are going on as far as, like, who's coming after them. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets more difficult probably to understand without having watched previously. Would you say that, like, the first three seasons have sort of, like, a monster of the week feel where you can jump in and uh, as long as you understand, like, three these three women are witches that are sisters and they're mm-hmm. fighting a bad thing, you can enjoy it? There's definitely, like, a big bad through mm-hmm. the whole way through. But it's not always the, like, ever-present situation because basically, like, they're big bad, essentially for mo- almost the entire show until the later seasons, is what's called the source, which is the source of all evil, who's mm. basically just, like, the, you know, king of all the demons and all that. Basically, the source is their big bad, but he doesn't. he's not always coming after them, but, like, Essentially, you can infer that every demon that comes after them is because the source wants them dead. So there is always a new monster or demon or whatever. Um, And there's like the slightly smaller big bad, which is called the triad, which is basically just another like worker for the source. Um, So they're constantly trying to, you know, work up to getting him. But there's like a bunch of like, you know minor before you get to the final boss level type of deal sure demons makes sense yeah so you said you started watching charmed when you were in middle school ish yeah i can't really remember i was at like 12 13 14 time so kind of what was going on in your life at the time when you found it not much i mean i so well i had to go to a new school um my elementary school stopped at sixth grade which was 2012 for me um and then I went to middle school seventh and eighth and then um my high school was technically the same school like it was on the same campus you didn't have to reapply or anything but it was you know separated as far as like this is the middle school and this is the high school so it definitely still felt like a shift Mm. um so I think probably like it was like my middle school ish years is when I started watching it so general middle school crap is what was going on in my life I don't really know so kind of like that shift from the elementary school that you had been with in the new friends era of like kind of starting over is where you found this show yeah and I think like seventh grade was cool eighth grade was like really garbage as far as just like (laughs) what was going on (laughs) um you know I think how old would I have been in eighth grade uh 13 ish wow yeah um so yeah not a good time for anybody at 13 and I think that is probably when I started watching Charmed so I don't know maybe there's some correlation there um so was there something basically like Charmed was already done at that point yeah so you didn't have to worry about like next week or no anything like that or waiting for new answers or content did you go all the way through pretty fast Mm, I mean as fast as you can when like you have homework to do Mm. so I think, I mean, it probably, I don't know. I actually really can't remember. It's, it's hard because, like, you, when you rewatch something so many times, like, I've probably rewatched Charmed, like, 
at least 10 times by now. Yeah. So it's hard to remember, like, how much time it actually took to watch something all the way through. But, you know, like, I don't have the best attention span. So I probably at some point, like, switched over between things that I was watching. I don't think I could have watched Charmed every single day until I finished. (laughs) Um, It's a great show, but even I am not capable of doing that. So, um, you know... I had school and homework and extracurricular stuff and going out with friends and all of that. So it was probably like whatever whatever I I was watching in my downtime. But I also was watching Hannah Montana. Like there was other things that were watching at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was what I watched when whatever I was like actively watching was not an option. Would you say that it was like the only show you were watching that featured adults instead of like the other stuff you're talking about is like Disney like. Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, once ever, I think, when did Teen Wolf start? 2011? I think, yes. I think 2010 or 2011. Yeah. So I was watching Teen Wolf, but that was, I mean, it had adults, but was mostly based around high schoolers. Yeah. Um, so I think as far as like anything that I was watching, that was the adults were actually meant to be the leads of it was probably just charmed at the time. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Do you feel like there was like a character or like a moment that really sucked you in and made you want to connect with that show or that particularly connected you to that show? Mm, I think I really just liked the whole thing, honestly. Um, When, you know what it probably was, the magic of it all, because um, I think it was kind of the first thing other than like Wizards of Waverly Place mm-hmm. that I watched that was consistently like about magic and it was allowed to be spooky, which I think is what the difference was. But mm-hmm. they were not like automatically like you're evil or you're working for the devil or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was one of those things where. I was old enough to watch things that I wanted to watch and no one was going to, like, come after me for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the first, like, magic things that I watched and was really interested in. So I think that's probably part of what drew me in. And then also it was one of the first shows that I was watching at the time where there were three women who actually were the leads of something. And, like, um, there were men on the show, but they were never the most important people in the room. Um, so I think that's probably also what drew me in. Like being a young girl and then also like going to an all girls school at the time as well. Like um, I kind of was comfortable like being surrounded only by women and like that was really nice. Um, So I think watching it also with Charmed was like an extra little icing on the cake for me of like, yeah, like women can be powerful and do whatever. So, yeah, I think that's super interesting and a little sad that like the only show that far into your life that you could you can you can think of that was yeah. like centered around women as the core concept was from before you were born yeah <laughs> i think as i mean as far as like women having like power mm. because the thing with charmed and like the three women, the Halliwell sisters in particular, is that they're supposed to be like the most powerful, yeah, wi- like good magic that exists, other than like the all powerful good magic that's technically lit in charge of them or whatever. But we can get into that later. Um, but like as far as the Halliwell sisters, they're supposed to have been the most powerful good witches that exist. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can watch other things 
Um, and I can't even really think of what I was watching at the time other than like whatever was on like Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you had like leading women mm-hmm. um, on those shows, but they never really were considered to have much agency because most of the things that I was watching, they were teenagers as well. Right. Um, so there was always somebody who had a say in how they were doing things or living their life or whatever. And there was always more consequences for them doing what they wanted to do rather than what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um. Like, if you think uh, just with, like, the magic theme or whatever, like, whenever I was watching Wizards of Waverly Place, the core concept of that show is that Alex wants to do magic. She's not supposed to for whatever reason. And she does it and always seems to screw it up. And then her big brother has to come in and fix it. Mm. And it's like, she's, if you look at her as a character and fortunately or unfortunately however you feel about that character I think a a lot of my personality kind of came from that character um at least like in my more formative years but um when you look at that character you should think that like she has a lot of power and a lot of ability to do whatever she wants to do but there's like at any given point like four men yelling at her Mm -hmm. so um like there's her older brother there's her younger brother there's her dad Mm -hmm. and then there was that um, I think he was supposed to be endearing, but kind of creepy principal who like had a lot to do with her oh, yeah, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's men from all sides just telling her she's wrong all the time and she just wants to have fun and do magic and like be cool. Um, and so I really liked her as a character and everything. Um, but I think when I watched that show versus when I was watching Charmed, like they were already adults, like they could do whatever they wanted to do technically. And of course they had their own responsibilities and things that needed to be done. But I think also like the fact that it was three women and three sisters, like that had their own support system within each other, um, and were able to do what they wanted to do as far as like career, love life, doing magic, like all that different stuff. I think that was the first time that I really watched women living their lives in a way that they wanted to Mm. versus living their lives in a way that they wanted to while being told they shouldn't. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of the like teen shows that you're talking about too at the same time are like Wizards of Waverly Place, Teen Wolf, Hannah Montana. They're all teenagers with some sort of big secret basically that they either are keeping from adults or being told by adults to keep secret. Yeah. So like you've got Hannah Montana, obviously, you have, like, her dual identity. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason she has to keep her dual identity is because her dad says that she needs to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, you even have in the Hannah Montana movie where he's essentially like, you can't be Hannah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like... (laughs) Let's unpack that for a second. <laughs> Hannah Montana has a record deal. Like, we can't just say, mm, Mal, you can't be Hannah no more. Like, it's 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 a little crazy. Um, Go back to Tennessee for the summer if that's what you think that she needs. But you can't just say you can't be <laughs> Hannah Montana anymore. Like, let's get into the legal contracts of her, the music company or whoever is representing Hannah Montana. And let's decide if she can still be Hannah Montana. Right. I think it's a little... A little wild. Um, but it's a, it's a good point that you made, though, because, like, in Teen Wolf, obviously it's not a female lead, but the women that are introduced in that show are all introduced as love interests. True. Which I think is interesting. And then the sort of strongest female character you have in that show is Allison, arguably. Mm-hmm. And she's also being sort of controlled by this, like, destiny of 
of hunter parents and nonsense and i think it's interesting which are mostly men too because they kill off her mom pretty fast and then yeah. her aunt's cuckoo <laughs> cuckoo for cocoa puffs um so it's interesting that like the shows that were actually sort of at that time being marketed to people your age at that time all have that same core issue of to some degree it's like a an issue of just being a teenager and not being an adult yet yeah but also the degree of like specifically being controlled by men in that same way yeah and then finding a show that was made that was adults that were women and they were not only in charge but had more power than anyone else around them yeah well I think also just like as a teenager like someone is always yelling at you for something Mm. um and like that's pretty much a core concept of any show that revolves around teenagers as well as like somebody's always yelling at them for some reason and i'm like god damn can we just have a break like um you know i think with charmed there in the later seasons you do kind of get the same thing but it's done it's done in a different way Mm -hmm. because they're adult women (laughs) so um around them yeah there's a level of like okay whatever i'm still gonna do what i want right um where you don't really get that in other shows that i was watching at the time because they mostly revolved around people who were in their teen years so it's interesting one of the things that you touched on is like the idea that they were sort of the height of good magic that was available in that world like they had the most power available mm-hmm. does their power derive from them being sisters specifically? So technically, no, like it doesn't come from them being sisters, but the strength of their magic is tied to their sisterhood. Um, So they're referred to as, you know, the power of three. So obviously three of them means that they need that, you know, three sisters magic to be strong together. Um, And individually, sometimes they would go up against things and not be strong enough to take them down and they would need all three of them. Um, in order to take down particularly strong demons. Um, And there were times when they would get into a fight. Like there was one particular episode where um, a demon like manipulated them to get into a fight as sisters and they used their magic on each other, which is like a big no-no. And then it broke the power of three and then none of them were able to do magic. Um, And then in season three or after season three, when Prue dies and Phoebe and Piper just left, then their power of three is gone. Um, So they're not as strong as they were before when Prue is still alive and they can't do certain things that they could do before when they had Prue because there's only two of them. So that's when Paige comes in and they find their um, secret half sister or whatever and the power of three gets reunited um, and so then they're able to be as strong as they were before, but they have powers regardless of their sisters, but they're not as strong without them. Well, that's interesting. I like that. So they stand as individuals, but like when they are together, they are able to be something stronger. Yeah. Interesting. Did you feel like there was a particular sister that you liked the most? Hard to say. You know, I think in the first three seasons, it's um, Piper, Phoebe, and Prue. And then after Prue dies, Paige comes in. And I liked Paige. I mean, at first I didn't like Paige, obviously. Um, And I remember watching the episode where Prue dies. And I actually didn't know that she was like dead for real and like wasn't coming back. (laughs) Because people die all the time in magic shows and then they come back. Prue had died several times in the show and come back to life. Um, So obviously this aired like 
years, like many, many years ago. So I watched it and I was like, okay, whatever, she's dead. Like, whatever, cool. Let's get to the next episode. And then they just introduced a whole new sister and we're at her funeral. And I was like, what the fuck? Prue's dead? Like, (laughs) I didn't believe it at first because I didn't realize all of the drama that had happened behind the scenes that caused um, Shannon Doherty to leave the show. Mm. So I was like, okay, I guess Prue is dead at this point. So then I didn't like Paige when she came in because I was in shock. Mm. Um, and then I r- grew to actually really like her. So I think as far as like the char- the ones that I could identify with the most, I felt the most similar to Paige. But there are things that I liked about all of them. Um, so like, I guess I could try to rank them, but like, I don't know if there was one that I really, really liked more than all of the rest. I think like Prue and Paige are probably at the top for me because of just like who they were as people and also like their magic that they were able to do. Mm. Oh, so did they do different types of magic? Yeah. So all the sisters had different powers. Okay. So Prue could like basically was telekinetic and um, could move things. Mm -hmm. But then their powers like grow as well as long like along with the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she also was able to do what's called astral projection, where she basically was able to, like, be in two places at once. But the only thing about that is she never really, before she died, she never figured out how to to control her physical body at the same time. So she would, like, astral projection, she would, like, put another version of herself somewhere that Mm -hmm. she was not in order to, like, you know, get to whatever obstacle. Um, and then her physical body would just be like kind of sleep. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so that was kind of bunk. Like I, it would be cool <laughs> if she could, you know, control both at the same time. And then also like a lot of times her astral body didn't have powers. Like she couldn't figure out how to make her telekinesis work in the beginning. I think eventually she figured it out. I actually don't remember, but she tried. Um, so that was Prue's powers. And then she was also, because she was the firstborn witch, she was, like, the strongest one. So Mm. she was, like, the super witch. Um, And then Piper could freeze time. Um, And then in later seasons, she was also able to blow things up. Oh. Which was cool. But it also was, like, she once she got that power, she didn't use her freezing power as much as she used to, which I didn't really like. Mm. And it also was, like, a little bit gimmicky sometimes. Not all the time. Not most of the time, but sometimes it was like, okay, whatever. She blew them up. Like, <laughs> um, like before she, they used to have like, you know, they would throw potions at people and they would say spells. And then now Piper can just blow up a demon and like the party's over. So it was, it got it's a little a bit annoying. Code, yeah, it was kind of. of a cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Piper. And then Phoebe could get premonitions of the future and the past. And she also could like levitate, but her powers were kind of trash, honestly. Like they were useful, but I wouldn't want if if my sisters could move things with their minds and blow things up and freeze time and I get visions, I would be pretty pissed off, (laughs) Um, which she was, honestly. Um, So she didn't really have any active powers other than being able to levitate, which like it was a few feet in the air. Let's be real. Um, And then when Paige came, she was like Prue's replacement. So she also could move things. Mm -hmm. But because she was their half sister, she was half a witch, half a white lighter. Um, Because white lighters are their like kind of guardian angel type things. And they have this like, I guess you could call it like a teleportation power called orbing. Um, You know, disappear here, reappear there. Mm -hmm. Um, So she could do that. As well as moving things. But the way that she could move things was different from Prue, who would, like, wave her hand and move something. 
um, page like orbed objects. Okay. So, but she would have to call for them, which I thought was a little stressful <laughs> because she would just be like lamp and then like throw it at somebody. And I was like, okay, whatever. But it was like, it's like shouting out reloading when you're reloading mm. your gun and like yeah, an yeah. action movie or whatever. Like, you don't, we don't want them to know what right. we're about to throw at them. So like Prue could just chuck shit at people. Like Paige had to call for something and then and throw, then throw it. it. Yeah. So it made it like a little less fun. But then she could also go wherever she wanted because she could orb. So that was cool. Did you get particularly into like the mythology of everything? Like you know these powers pretty pretty specifically and like everything that they were able to do. Well, I mean, if you watch the show, they explain it all to you. So Well, yeah, but like did you <laughs> was that something that you were like really invested in or was it just something that like it was just a side part of the I show? I think it was just like a fact of the show. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um but I didn't really like itch to know like where the powers came from and stuff. I mean, they they give you they give you the lore. So mm-hmm. Um, there's not really anything that's particularly like off screen that you would be wanting to know about and like in the fandoms about, at least in my opinion, I was mm-hmm. not around for the fandoms. Right. So Yeah, that's something I'm curious about because obviously the show had begun and ended before you already before you started watching it. Mm-hmm. So did you really like enjoy the show as a solo thing did you invest time on the internet did you I never got onto people? the internet about it uh, until recently I didn't mm-hmm. um and I was just always uh watching the show and I was like cool beans like I'll get to the next episode and that's fine um there wasn't really anything that I felt that they didn't put on the show that I like wanted to know if anything I like wanted to bitch about the things I didn't like but mm-hmm. I didn't really seek out anywhere to do that because mm-hmm. I was like, show's been over. Like, why am I mad? Um, so, yeah. I think recently, like this last year, I kind of stumbled upon the fandom by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, you know, scrolling around on Pinterest as one does. And I saw, or I was on Etsy or something. And I saw um, downloadable pages for the Book of Shadows, which is their spell book. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I had thought a bunch of times about like having my own because people make replicas, but they're really expensive Mm -hmm. Um, as they should be. It's like a lot of work that goes into making one. But I was not about to drop that much coin on a, you know, prop Um, (laughs) more power to the people who want to do it. But it's just just not me. Um, So then I was like, oh, I could probably just make my own because there were downloadable pages um, and then I decided to just make my own book of shadows because I just got a bug up my butt and decided to do it. And I'm a DIY queen. Um, <laughs> so I started doing that and I was like, well, I might as well take videos of me doing it. And I posted them on TikTok and I got like kind of popular. So then a lot of people were in my comments. And that was kind of the first time that I was able to actually like talk to people about liking that show. Because um, even up until then, I didn't actually see people on TikTok talking about it because it's, you know, pretty old. Yeah. Um, and then there at the same time that I was making my Book of Shadows, there happened to be another creator who was making a dollhouse replica of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people in my comments had like told me about that. And then I connected with her and we actually like talked a couple of times over TikTok and we did went live together and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Um, I like still see her content. I've kind of like haven't been doing charmed content in a while. Um, Because I made three different props. 
I made the Book of Shadows. I made the Hollow. And then I made one of their vanquishing potions, like, mm. as a sculpture. Um, but the hype had died down after I finished my Book of Shadows series. And those projects take, like, a lot of time and effort. And I really enjoyed doing them. But I also was like, nobody's watching. So <laughs> I kind of stopped. Um, but that was kind of the first time that I was talking to anybody online or elsewhere about the show. Was it interesting to sort of, like, be a part of a fandom so far on? Like, it sounds like there's still quite a few people that are very invested in a show that came out before you were born. Yeah, I think... Um, probably because of the reboot as well, probably like had a bit of a resurgence of it. But the girl I was talking to is only a few years older than me as well. So mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I don't know if she was watching it while it was airing, maybe like the later season she was. Yeah, but it, it was it seemed to be to be fair, I didn't go to everybody's profile and like see what was going sure, on. Yeah. But um, it seemed to be like a pretty wide range of people who were like on the older side who would have actually watched it when it was airing. That were enjoying my content and mm. then people who were closer to my age who had also kind of like watched it on streaming or whatever it seemed like a wide variety i know there was like one comment i remember um that somebody was watching charmed when they were like in labor with their child oh my goodness and i was like oh my god okay um so there were some people who were um older who like actually watched it when it was airing there were some people who were closer to my age who probably watched it on streaming and stuff um so it seemed like a pretty wide variety. And then there were people who asked me if I was like into the new show as well, which I was like, no. But mm -hmm. um, I think there were people who were fans of the new version of Charmed as well. Yeah, it's cool because I think like this is one of the things that streaming really did accomplish by coming into television. Like we talk sometimes about the negatives of streaming of like how it's taken away weekly viewing, how shows get canceled a lot faster, how like it's easy to miss shows that come out because there's just so much content. But some of the positives of streaming are some of these things where it's like you're able to find content that you literally never would have watched. Yeah. And that it sounds like such a wide range of people have been able to discover mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's accessible. So like shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer that like people wouldn't have seen mm -hmm. um, like Charmed, like Teen yeah. Wolf. People are starting to watch Teen Wolf for the first time right now because of the movie that came out. And yeah. um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so like it's interesting because I feel like one of the cool things about streaming that it's done for sort of like the TV watching culture is that it's allowed you to to watch old stuff. Yeah. That you might have liked more than what's out now. Yeah. And I think, well, also, like, it makes things a little more precious sometimes as well because you never mm. know if it's going to get taken off. Like, I used to watch Charmed on Netflix, which is where I originally watched all of it. And then it got completely wiped out from Netflix all of a sudden. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> like, I was panicking. And then I ended up getting the box set for Christmas. Um, and then, of course, right after that, they put it on Peacock. But I'm like, now I'm like... I have the DVDs like nobody's yeah. taking this away from me. Well, yeah. Well, that's also that's another thing is like that's how um, I used to watch like Gilmore Girls. That was yeah. how I watched Gilmore Girls growing up. Like I used On to the get DVDs. the box set. And then yeah. we, one of our DVDs is missing from season, season four. four. Yep. So there's four episodes we don't have. There's a gap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember like the urgency of needing mm -hmm. to get the box set um, every year. Like, that was while the show was on. Yeah. But that was something that we were watching and we would rewatch. Um, 
And the only way you could rewatch it, like rewatch what you wanted to rewatch was to have the DVD box set. Mm-hmm. And that is an art form that we have lost. Yep. I love the DVD box set of a con- like of a television show. Just so good. In your DVD box sets, do they have like extras like behind the scenes i'm not really like a behind the scenes girly i think all i mean like if there's drama like i want to know but and like (laughs) there was drama but um i think to be honest like i really wish i knew less about celebrities personal lives because it makes it so much easier to start disliking somebody Mm. when the more you know about them obviously and like um i think there's certain people who like music or tv or movies or books or whatever that like i really did enjoy and then you learn more about that person and it taints it a little bit and there's been certain like musical artists in the last year or so that i've been like i need a break from you because i actually just know too much about you as a person Mm -hmm. and i didn't like what i found out Mm. um and then i like couldn't listen to that person's music for a while that i really enjoy and like had a significant impact on me and I had to take a break from it because every time I listened to it, I was like, oh, but I remember this thing about you that I don't like that I shouldn't know or have access to. So it's just like for me, at least, I'd much rather just have the content and like enjoy the show and then not have to deal with the like, you know, fictional characters are great. The people who play them sometimes aren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really easy, at least for me, to have a person ruin who they play on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so the less I know, the better, honestly, in those situations. So I don't really go hunting for a lot of like behind the scenes or like what was happening on set type of deal. I hope you enjoyed the first half of my appearance on You Are What You Love. You can listen to part two of this conversation by searching for You Are What You Love wherever you are listening to this podcast now. You can also find links in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with more All In My Head soon. 